Recording. You know, first, first, what, what was the last time we did this? I don't know. I was thinking about that before we we hopped on, and I was like, "What time? What, when was the last time?" The hell is a podcast? I don't. I don't know. Do do people even listen to them anymore? <laughs> Maintaining a work-life balance keeps getting harder, but it doesn't have to. This is The Big Balance, a podcast for anyone struggling to stay ahead or even just keep up with work, life, and everything in between. Join us each week for practical advice you can actually apply to get a little sanity back in your day. When we okay, stop making well, it, people stop listening, right? Well, that's the thing, though. Like, it's I, I, I've okay. So it's been, it's been damn near a year. Maybe it has been a year. Maybe it as has. Far as I know. Uh, but I, I will, I will just check the 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 host and people. Like, we're still getting downloads on all the episodes, and I felt bad. It's like these people, are like, oh, they're they're getting real into the show. Suckers, the show's over. No, it's <laughs> it's not. But it's like it's. I don't know. But that's also the thing, though. Anybody who has been a longtime listener who is in their podcast app of choice and is like, oh, I forgot about this show. They've been gone for a while. You and me have been gone for a while. But all these people who are still newly downloading, it's like this is like just the next week for them. Well, lucky them. They picked the right time to listen. Right. Yeah. And it was August. August of 2022 was the last episode. So Okay. So not yeah. a year. Not a year, but felt like it. I forgot how to do it. I'm going to be honest. I, I I forgot everything I ever knew about podcasting, editing, or I, I probably sound like an idiot. I probably sound like dog shit. Well, I I think you're being generous assuming we knew anything about it. That's fair, too. <laughs> so it's it's been not a year, and where have these two idiots been? I want you to go first because you actually have interesting stuff that you've been up to in this interim, and I, I got boring stuff going on. Well, I guess just for starters, looking at um, – I'm actually recording from a new room. We redid my office, and I moved to a different room. I have a nice desk now, have my records on the wall, so I finally feel like I moved in. So that's – It's like that's, a very executive feeling? Yes. Oh, yeah. I have my dual monitors over here. I look I look fancy as shit. Nice. I look like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, outside of that, you and I um, – We've we've mentioned this on the pod before, but yeah, my my band has been recording again, and we actually signed a a, a record deal, and I'm using that term generously again. Uh, but it's a small no. Don't don't label. downplay that. That's awesome. That that is that's a <laughs> legit. Uh, you, you're living a dream that a lot of like a lot of people, a lot of people with a guitar out there. Like, man, if I only got a record deal. Well, we feel very like, fortunate. Like, don't short play that. Yeah, it's a small independent label um, called Free Dive Records, based out of Philly. Um, Tyler is our producer, manager, guy who runs the label. He's been awesome. Um, so we've been recording with him for the last couple months, and we're just getting ready to announce our first uh, new single. That actually, by the time this airs, it'll be... A week out, most likely. So the 24th is when that'll be released. So two singles coming out. So two new songs. Excited about that. And you've been like doing like a little tour kind of thing too, like going going playing places. I mean, we've been playing out as much as we can, but um, not not as frequently as we'd like. The last gig we we had booked, 
Unfortunately, we had to cancel because uh, somebody in the band got COVID. So what can you do? Every, everybody, we're going to be hitting it hard again. COVID over Christmas. Like I saw, we had a Christmas party. Like we're all working remotely, and we had a Christmas party in the office. I couldn't go. I forget. I, I forget the reason I couldn't go, but I was unavailable. And I felt bad until the week after where I found out everybody got COVID who went to this Christmas party. Oh, and I remember I only got to do the Christmas party one year, but it was a good time. It was fun. Yeah, it it, it is a lot of fun. uh, But we've collectively, not not a company, as a country, we've let our guard down around COVID. We're like, eh, I I did my time in a mask. I got my shots. And now we're all just getting COVID because we stopped caring about it so yeah what do you do i mean i got covid on my honeymoon so i i I can't i can't talk (laughs) i've been living with it what can you do and now we got like stomach viruses are going around a lot right now too at least if you have kids in daycare it was a couple months ago monkey pox too right we all thought that was gonna be yeah monkey pox you got ebola (laughs) all sorts of things covid and ebola mix and it's like it's a weird combo it's like a really bad cocktail it's not I good. saw I, I saw something on the internet the other day and it was like it's been a while since Romaine's made a made us all just like regret buying lettuce <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since they really messed us up so maybe maybe there's a Romaine uh, Ebola outbreak that's bound oh, to happen God. I don't I don't know what the next thing is going to be but hey I mean it, it, it covid got us working from home which is nice so that that's a count count my blessing there I assume you're still fully work from home. I am. I, I, we did go in. So we had a, a big company reorg and we did a three day on site at the corporate office. So I, I worked non remotely. So you had to go over the bridge, right? I, I, I went over, I was in Jersey. I went over yep. the bridge. It was weird, man, being, being back, but not bad. I'm going to be kind of honest. It's, it was nice seeing people. I did embarrass myself a little bit where, Coworker I've worked with for years had a, a good rapport. I thought I had a good rapport. Uh, he got married before this whole COVID thing, before the whole work from home thing. So I'm like, hey man, how you doing? Uh, you you and the wife uh, gonna have kids or anything? And he just looks at me and goes, I have a son. <laughs> He's four months old. I'm like, okay, I'm uh, gonna walk away now. I yeah. I just <laughs> work from home is great. Is not great for keeping up with people at all. I mean, I don't think he could get too mad. Uh, it's it, Sorry, I'm not keeping tabs on what you're doing. And if if you haven't worked on a project with him in a while, I mean, what what can I think that's totally you know in a a reasonable mistake to make. Yeah. Well, I I have not been up to to interesting things. I think when we last were recording, actually, no, the last recording we did was the night I packed up my desk to move out of my old house. Uh, I remember the the mm. moving boxes fondly. So I moved into a new house. I had a kid. I had a kid before the podcast. We we took the hiatus, but he got. Now you have swing. another. <laughs> well, I mean, I, yeah, uh, I have two children, uh, a baby who's uh, almost a year. Uh, so between wow, yeah, between two kids, new house. I'm just tired. <laughs> I'm just tired, man. <laughs> so it kind of it kind of fell off the radar, and I, I I felt bad, but it's it is good to be back. Well, if it's any solace for any of the the listeners that we have out there, we didn't. Uh, Brian and I didn't lose touch or, or have a fallout or anything like that. We've just both been busy, and having a second kid is enough of a reason to maybe say, "Hey, the podcast can take a little of a break." So, since this is our first one back, Brian, I think now's as good a time as ever to to let folks know that 
yeah, we're still here and we're still rocking, but we're going to go to a new schedule, which is going to be most likely uh, a bi-weekly schedule, right? Uh, assuming there's no catastrophes or anything like that. A second record deal, a second album coming out, or... Oh God! I was about to say a third kid, and I I, I physically. I was just about to say, that. but you know what? What's more likely is 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 my wife and I having a kid. But we're I can tell you right now that is not even nine months out because that requires somebody to be pregnant, and nobody is pregnant. So uh, yes, not happening. Actually, com- complete impromptu. I want to give a shout out real quick to any parents who have the number of children to outnumber themselves in a house. Yeah, I. It was one thing to have a toddler between the two of us. Having a toddler and a baby, and you're both of you are always on all the time. I cannot imagine having a third child. I don't know. I don't know how you do. My neighbor, uh, my neighbor has a son and triplets. Oh my god, triplets! I, that sounds triplets. brutal. I, I I don't know physically. I don't know how you get anything. I don't know how you keep your sanity. They outnumber you two to one. What do you do? So so my, my sister and my brother-in-law, three girls under the age of seven. So, <laughs> yeah, they, they were in it. They, they were they were really going through it. I think they're they're on the uh, on the upswing now, the upturn, we'll say, because uh, Jules is going to be seven soon. So she's she's starting to be a real person as opposed to to a child (laughs) actually did i did i tell you about the world's most ridiculous closing when i sold my house i don't know if we even talked about that because it was definitely after the podcast so this sounds familiar but I, i don't think our listeners have heard it yeah so and this this also contributed to my just general weariness and needing just a break uh, so I, I know one thing we did talk about on the show was I was getting my house cleaned to sell it. Yep. Cleaning people ripped a, a pipe out, waterfall of water, huge damage, had to get that fixed. So that was that was a pain in my ass. And then the buyers also chose to be a giant pain in my ass. So the 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 reason I sold to these particular buyers was they came in above asking, waiving every contingency, buying it sight unseen. No stipulations at all. That's great, right? It's no no stress for me. Contract also said you get two walkthroughs. Uh, so they go in the house once, they go in the house twice. They don't have any contingencies, so it's not like the, the thing was it was half on fire. For still informational purposes, as they right. call it, right? Yeah. So this is great. Getting ready to sell the house. Waterfall happens. That's not fun. Move past it. Get that fixed. Doing the walkthroughs immediately got a laundry list from their real estate agent. Like, hey, these windows are pretty old. Going to need to knock some money off for that. And this board in the deck has a knot in it. I don't know if you knew that. And like a thousand other tiny little... Now, like, this is probably after the initial... What, what, what? I don't know what they call it. The deposit, basically. Yes. You, you pay a fee and then... But you, you've locked in the deal at this point. It, it, it's already been established that, yes, you're going to buy this house at this price, right? Right. And like our realtor is like, you guys know what waiving contingencies and as is mean. Do the next walkthrough and it's the exact same thing. Found a whole bunch of new things to nickel and dime to get the price down. Like, no, not doing it. Closing is Friday. See you then. Day of closing arrives and they say, we want one more walkthrough. It's like, okay, guys, I I moved out of the house. Like, there's no electricity. 
There's no water. Go in with a flashlight. What What do you got? <laughs> water bottles. Yeah, it's like you bring your flashlight. You know, you bring bring some matches, make some s'mores in in the back. I don't know what to tell you. My realtor says, "Look, I'll go over there. I'll keep them on rails, and we will meet you at closing." I'm like, "Oh Jesus Christ!" All right, fine. Go, go, go with God. Go with them. Figure this out. I'll see you there. So two o'clock rolls around. Time of the closing. I'm there. My realtor calls me and says, "I'm on my way. I don't know if the buyers will be." Talk about the most ominous phone call that you could ever get. What What was your response to that? Well, I didn't have one because the next immediate thing you said was, oh, wait, I got another call and hung up. And I'm like, what? Oh, what my God. God. It was like, my house sale is in jeopardy. You're taking another call. It's like, I'm just sitting here in my car. Like, what is happening right now? Thumb up my ass like a jackass. Thumb up the ass. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, God. So about 20 minutes rolls by. Guy gets there. My real estate agent. And I'm like, what? What is the deal? Hope good, good phone call. By the way, have a good time. All right, great. What is going on? That was my bookie. I had to, I had to square away. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out, so they get to the house again. I moved out like two days before. No lights, no electricity, no water, no nothing. And they're like, well, we can't test the stove to make sure it works. I don't know if this fridge. There were two is other even... walkthroughs to do that, right? That and that's what my realtor says. Like, what are you talking about? This is like this is. Like, you always walk through. He's like, no, you had two. This is a, a courtesy third. What are you doing? So he's like, I will meet you at the, the closing. It is now. And they <laughs> hours went by. We're, we are sitting in this real estate agent office for hours. It's like a half hour to five. Banks are going to close. Like, if we're going to finish this deal, it needs to be now. Get a call from their real estate agent. They say, we noticed that. The doors to the closets are not attached to the closet. Oh my God, they're still like. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is true. Still nitpicking. I had painted the rooms and those closet doors were a bitch. I'm like, uh, I sold the house as is. It as is without doors. So you can put your doors on the closet. Like the, so you knew damn well exactly what they were referencing. Oh, I knew it. Oh, no, yeah, no, no, it was a pain in the ass. So, like, we, we refuse to show for closing without some recompense for these closet doors not being on the closets, we need $50. Are you kidding me? We need me? $50 for these doors we're walking. So my real estate agent pulls me out into the hall, gets real close, he crosses his arms, kind of starts nodding his head like, so what do you want to do? How do you, how do you want to play this? I'm like, the fuck are you talking? What do I want? I want to sell my house. You think I'm going to not sell the house for $50? No, I'm going to go to the nearest convenience store, make the most absurd ATM withdrawal of my life, and I will be back here with $50 (laughs) to end this madness. It was insane. Oh, my God. It was insane. I just love the – I'm picturing the the agent, the realtor, just going, "Ah." so what are you thinking? No, it's he's (laughs) he's like football coach. It's like – Fourth quarter, it's tied up. We have like one play left. We gotta, we gotta make this hail mary play. What are we gonna do? <laughs> this is not the hail mary you think it is, sir. It's I am not going to forget the sale over a fifty dollar pissing contest. I will take fifty dollars of piss 
and just to sell that it's out. It's Varsity Blues, it, and Blue is is about to die on the field or whatever happens, right? <laughs> <laughs> so that's 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 how I ended the 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 giant circus that was the sale of that old house. I do not miss it, and here I am. I think there's a moral of that story too, and it's. Don't piss away a deal for fifty dollars when we're looking at yeah, a couple hundred thousand dollar deal. I'm gonna be honest though; it's like it, it the the inclination the inclination to be petty and bitter was there because it's like this you, you you drag me through the mud, nickel and diming for weeks. You got to get one last screw you in. Your last fifty dollars screw you at the at the bottom of the ninth. You really got to. Here's that. what you should have countered with. Here's what you should have countered with. We're not going to take the fifty dollars off, but I will put in writing that I promise I will go and reattach those doors for you. <laughs> Fuck no. That look, here's, here's my calculus. I fussed with those doors probably two hours trying to get them back. It was two rooms. Oh, wow. with these. It, it was hard. It was a pain in the butt. It was frustrating. You're, you're the best handyman out there if you're working for 25 an hour. Yeah, it's, it's right? like 20. It's, it's 25 an hour, 12.50 a door, 12.50 a door to put these doors back on. You know what? Go ahead, go go go. Put those doors on. Here's your 12.50. You earned it. Take it. And that's a great example of a risk analysis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's, we are a business podcast. So that's that's where we that's where we've been. John at least had. Interesting stuff going on. I had boring, boring house stuff, boring family stuff going on. Love my family. Well, it's certainly interesting for for me <laughs> listening to that. I wouldn't want to be a part of it, but it's interesting nonetheless. I, I'm I'm never selling a house. I will burn this house to the ground before I sell it because I cannot go through that again. <laughs> you you have found your forever home, for better or for worse. Yes, <laughs> forcibly forever home. <laughs> so now that we are back here and it's been a while. What kind of what kind of episodes are we going to start recording? What what do you have in mind for topics? Well, you're put- so I'm excited. I, I I feel like I have so many so many important opinions that I want to be very loud and vocal about, and I have nobody to to shout them and scream them at without the podcast. Well, yeah, consider this your echo chamber, I guess, right? Yeah. Well, I I think um, you put me on the spot there for one thing. You didn't realize we were gonna be. <laughs> Recording our our strategy session. Oh no! It's just this is you know if it's nothing, it's nothing. I thought we could kind of ideate. I think I think uh, there, there's a topic that's top of mind for me right now, and maybe maybe this will be next week or the week after. But maybe dealing with indecisive business partners, we'll call them. Dealing with uh, some folks on my end who like to make decision by committee. And oh, it's the worst. Maybe you can combat that. I I want to I want to listen to that episode because well I think everybody everybody's workplace is bureaucratic to one degree or another sometimes excessively so yes. that's a great one I like that yeah so keep an eye out for that I guess or an ear out yeah. what about you my my big one and it's just, this is this is yeah this is solely based on everything in the news I I don't want this show to be political I feel like sometimes we're kind of on the verge. Uh, the whole union thing, the whole move move towards unionization, Starbucks, Amazon, uh, the whole uh, rail union thing, and and the results not the results of, but the the aftermath of rail events. After I feel like the unionization of a workforce can have a a very big impact on not just how much money somebody makes, but also their work life balance. 
unions might strike for or demand more vacation days, more sick days. So it's an interesting topic. It's a, it's a, an appropriate topic for this show. And it's just a lot of stuff going on these days about it. And I, I would love to dig into it a bit. So that's, that's a big one for me. Well, I look forward to that. Yeah. But what I'm also looking forward to is hearing about this toilet, Brian. <laughs> you want to do the toilet thing now? I can totally do the toilet thing. Well, do you want to do it after the break? Because right now is where we would intro into some smooth music, right? I, Isn't I that see, where this is? See, thank you for remember. remembering. I forgot completely that we did that. So, yes, break time. All there right. you go. We'll right back. And the music has been playing already. That's true, yeah. Note to editor. <laughs> can even edit that well i don't i i honest to god i i probably forgot there's a thousand little tips and tricks about the right way to edit audio i forgot all of them i, I got i got this is gonna be the roughest cut ever well uh, what can you do it's a, it's our first one back everyone's rusted yeah. all right so this this is my toilet story and it's this is the kind of hard-hitting stuff that we needed like damn near a year to come up with from a content perspective so buckle up for this question for you john in terms of your, how big is your bathroom? I thought you were about to ask how big is my toilet. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the the bathroom that is attached to our bedroom is is large enough. Uh, it, you could do a split in there. Let's put it that way. There you go. I, I, not that I'm doing very many splits. I am. A, I'm a very bad. Uh, I'm not good at eyeballing distances. So everything I think about is if I laid down, could I lay down comfortably? If the answer is yes, it's at least six feet. That's that's kind of my rule of thumb. That's yeah, no, that's that's a good way to look at it. I, I kind of use the same logic when I'm going vertically. <laughs> so I, I, I look at I you know, I measure it by a basketball net or you know, I'm about five ten, so go up. Yeah. I think that's a fair way to approach yeah. it. I, I would say I've lived in a number of apartments in my life. most of the places I've been, I have not had a comfortable laying down bathroom. Right. You got a lot of small apartments, small bathrooms, fair. Yes. Yeah. No, it's I've this is the first bathroom I've had in my in my entire life to where I could lay comfortably in on the floor. So I could I could have one Brian across there you for go. sure. One Brian of measurement. Very good. That is that is a new unit of measurements. Americans will use anything but the metric system. <laughs> I just picture like when when Brits are talking about it, it's like yeah, two stone and whatnot. I have no idea what that means. I'm sure folks. Yeah. I don't know. I assume like I, I don't care how how many stone you weigh. I I just feel like you're big regardless. Like stone just feels hefty. It. it I mean, I, I picture like the uh, the 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 Met RX, the uh, the World Strongman Competition. You know those big like those those. <laughs> Yeah, I picture one thing. of those. It's like, that's one stone. Okay, so two of them. That's a lot of stone. That's a lot of stone right there. Too much stone. Uh, so here, second question. In your bathroom, where is your trash can? So we have one next to the toilet and then one in the uh, vanity, whatever, where, where our sinks are. So yeah. uh, for when you're brushing your teeth, cleaning your ears out, you just got it right under there as opposed to having to walk next to the toilet. See, that's that's my issue, and oddly enough, the the concept I want to talk about here, 
I've always had less than a Brian's worth of space in a bathroom, so I've only ever had one trash can. It's always been <laughs> next to the toilet. Less than a Brian's worth. It's just a Brian's oh, worth. I, I like our new unit of measurement. Yeah, like, like three quarters of a Brian's worth is probably the biggest bathroom I had in an apartment. Or even my, my townhouse as well, right? I never had a whole Brian. Yep. So I've always had the trash can directly next to the toilet. Now, in the new house... There's a Brian's worth of space between the toilet and the sink. Like I, I have, and there's probably two Brian's across, maybe two and a half Brian's across. My, that's a long bathroom. That's that's a long that's a long bathroom. It really is. And where is my trash can? Sucker's still next to the damn toilet. Now, if I'm at the sink, let's say I'm I'm, I'm brushing my teeth, I run out of toothpaste. Got to throw that toothpaste away. I'm walking three Brian's away to throw a, a, an empty <laughs> tube of toothpaste out and walking three Brian's back. To open a new one. Why am I doing this? You're getting your steps in. I am getting, getting my steps, steps in. in. That's why. I'm getting my steps in, but it's like, why am I doing this? And at the end of the day, I have my trash can next to my toilet because I've always had my trash can next to the toilet. And maybe that made sense years and years ago in that first tiny apartment with a half a brine of space in the bathroom. But I'm not there now. And I'm letting decisions that made sense for a younger me dictate what I do today. Now that make that seems like a topic more appropriate for the show, yeah. Wow, that was a great <laughs> transition. I I didn't even see that coming in terms of the uh, the metaphor that you were describing there. <laughs> Three months ago, I wake up in the morning like, like toilets. I gotta I gotta call John about toilets to get the podcast back together. <laughs> wife wakes up i'm divorcing you immediately well it's like when people ridiculous well it's like when people wake up and they like uh like feverishly like i have to text myself this this memo or i have to write this note and then you look the next morning and it's like ravioli with uh you know uh, hershey syrup on it it's like that was an awful idea why did i write that down the difference between insanity and genius is i actually followed through and i'm recording it right now there you go there you go well so to to backtrack a little little bit that that's a that's a really good topic i like that don't yeah. you know not letting uh habits or decision making uh, approach from your younger years dictate how you live the rest of your life we should yeah. be evolving adapting yeah and i have a real example too um, I'm, I'm gonna go to my wife with this one so my wife has had a number of jobs right there she had a number of of roles throughout her career she started her professional career working at vanguard Right, she's doing the 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 finance, doing the retirement plan thing, kind of managing sure. money for people. And Did she have to take like the test when she joined? I think well, like certifications and things. I know she did. Yeah, and probably a boating yep. course because Vanguard is like freakishly obsessed with boating. Well, the, their their name comes from a ship that was the Vanguard. Oh, I didn't even know that. There you go. And they like they, if you're there yeah. for a certain number of years, they give you like a compass. It's weird. It's they're they're very they're very they have a hard on for for sea life. I don't know, hard on for seamen. Well, I know that. That's, <laughs> that's Vanguard in a nutshell. Uh, my last company gave us out a compass at the beginning of the year to. Um, it was something along the lines of follow our North Star, which, funny enough, I mean, I think the our North Star is a pretty common uh, business term, we'll say, in, in, in when it comes to vision. But just the compass reference, it's like I'm having uh, flashbacks <laughs> right now. I guess guide, guiding star, guiding principle, North Star. Yeah, I guess that's that's common enough. But yeah, yeah. so she, she worked at Vanguard for a number of years. She was good at what she did. She wasn't happy, so she wanted to leave. And she went to 
basically a smaller version of Vanguard, right? So on one hand, you could say maybe it's the people you work with that you're not happy with. Maybe it's your boss. I think a lot of people who leave jobs leave because of their boss. But at the end of the day, she left one company to go to one that was very similar to it. And that might seem very nonsensical, but much like me putting my trash can next to my toilet, she was making a move because she had made that move before, right? She knew she could work in that industry. She knew that she would be successful in making that shift. But what happened? She ended up not happy again, right? And for the same reasons, because it was the role that didn't click with her personally. And I wonder how many people do that, right? You, you, you get locked into a career. You feel like I'm developing this niche perspective, this niche ability, and you feel pigeonholed and locked into it. And that's, that's not a great thing. It, it's like throwing good money after bad. Same thing with time. You're throwing good time, the future, what you could be doing after bad, basing it on what you had done yesterday. And that doesn't make much sense, right? There's definitely a level of comfort associated with that decision it's it's the the safe choice because you know you've worked in that industry or succeeded in that industry or business before but if you're not happy and it's not providing satisfaction yeah it's going to be scary to make a huge drastic change but until you do that you're likely not going to be happy you can change the setting you can change the people but ultimately if you're not fulfilled or satisfied it's going to be tough to find that. Yeah, and, and a lot of those changes you make, how if, if it's a small incremental change, can you really increment your way to happiness or do you need a drastic change to, to kind of get a bite at that happiness apple? I think there's also a, a, an angle of if, if she left and went to somewhere that was offering her more money to do the same type of job or the same type of work, you almost sacrifice your happiness. We call that pulling a John. Yeah, right? <laughs> that's, that's what you did at that. We, we work together. Yeah. Uh, and then you're like, peace out. I'm, I'm making like 20% more. Yeah. But but at the same time, if, if I was unhappy there, I was only sacrificing, I guess I was trying to quantify it to where, and not saying I was unhappy there, just saying that if I was I would be sacrificing a portion of my happiness for a paycheck. And yeah, granted, there's a big philosophical debate or question that comes with that. But I think we're all calculating that number in our head to where, well, that's the number I want to have. That's my earning potential or that's what I want to make. And I'm willing to put up with so much bullshit in exchange for that. And this sounds like a scenario in terms of your, your wife's example there to where it, it wasn't necessarily something that made her feel better because she earned more money. It was just the safe choice because she knew she could do that work. I'm going to I'm gonna put a warning in here that I'm, I'm going to do total first world problems talk right here. Okay. Thank that's, you for setting it up. Yeah. That's one of the issues that I, I have. It's, it's the market we live in, right? The, the capitalist system that we live and work in. It is very, very easy to boil everything down to dollars and cents because you're you're working for a paycheck. You need that money to, to buy a house, buy food, buy shelter, not die. But it's also very short-sighted. The human experience is is so much more than just earning money, but we're so monofixated on it that that's what goes through your head and you start to feel guilty. Like, if I'm not earning as much as I can in this free market system, am I doing myself and my family a disservice? And it can be very easy to say yes, and we shouldn't, right? I think a lot of cultures are are, are a bit more workaholic. Japan, Japan is a very workaholic place. 
right? People work excessive hours. It's all about climbing the corporate ladder. It's all about making money. And there's a lot of depression there, right? And a lot of people are, are very unhappy. So is that really a good work-life balance objective just to maximize the paycheck? Uh, again, total first world problems. How far can I remove myself from that dollar focus if it makes me happier? Where, where's the where's the line? I completely agree. I, I 100% support that sentiment. That being said, uh, I, it's a joke adage, whatever you want to call it. Money can't buy happiness, right? But have you ever seen an unhappy person on a jet ski? And I think that's kind of how we all think, right? <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Like, yeah, it's my money can't buy happiness. Money can't buy happiness. The the whole idea of that phrase is the more money you make, the less incremental happiness you get from it. If you're very, very rich and you're still chasing more and more wealth, incrementally, you're not getting happier from more and more wealth. But people who have nothing damn we're going to be happy to have something so it's it's we, we've exactly yeah it's it, it's a good there, phrase i i like the phrase it, it has truth to it but we've twisted and perverted it to mean something that it doesn't anymore and there's a bell curve associated with that too right you get to a certain point and you've earned so much money to where additional income extra money earning potential whatever it is isn't going to make you any happier you've already reached that pinnacle of happiness because once you hit that I think I, I think we've talked about this on the pod. If if not, we we've, we've discussed talking about this on the pod. The idea of I think it's like the studies have shown like it's about like a hundred and fifty thousand a year or something like that is where anything more than that it's it's not going to create that much more you know quality of life or you're not going to be happier. And and actually now that I say it out loud, hundred and fifty especially in today's economy, isn't enough. It's probably closer to like $300,000, $500,000. Once you earn past that, your quality of life isn't going to improve that much more unless you're living a celebrity lifestyle and private jets and all that stuff. But 150 was then, definitely not uh, inflation adjusted. Yes, that was not, yeah, not adjusted for inflation. No, but it's, it's true. Like if, if you have... So much money. Like, let's just. I don't. I don't know what the number is. It's not 150 anymore. It's probably a lot higher. But you have enough money to buy whatever discretionary thing you'll want. Once you're there, what's the next? Let's go back to to Brian's bathroom. Is my next step to buy a gold toilet? Like because I can. I'm not really happy. It's just a. It's a gold toilet. That's that's fun for a minute. But yeah, it, there's there's no. You're still sitting down. You're still taking a shit. Yeah, it's like there's 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 a point where. You have money for your needs. You have money for your security. You have money for as much discretionary fun as you can have. Yeah, at that point, stop chasing. But even before that, if I have enough that I'm living comfortable, my family's taken care of, do I really want to stress myself out in a job that I hate? How do I, how do I justify that to myself just because I, I'm, I'm, I'm making more money? It doesn't really doesn't feel like a good justification to me. Yeah, and I'm glad you said that because it almost felt like we were teetering on the edge of, well, you know, you have to suck it up and just earn money to be happy. And, and I don't think that's that's our ethos at all. No. I, I think it's it's more a matter of finding fulfillment, satisfaction in what you have and what you do and what you need and what you're able to provide, I should say, and and finding 
kind of the the joys in life outside of the bullshit of work. That's that's all I can call it. And and the happiest people are the people who know how to unplug, turn off, and and forget about it. Yeah. And maybe some people like to work, and if that's that's okay too. Uh, but. I don't think that this is necessarily the pod for you. No. We're getting any new listeners, right? I, 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 I don't understand the mind. And I know people like that. I, I know what we've talked about that on on very old episodes. I This is the point where I would say I'm going to put the old uh, show number in the, in the show notes. I'm not going to do that because I'm too lazy. I always say I'm going to. I never <laughs> do. I am not going to put this in the show notes. But I remember we talked about uh, a long time ago, my first job out of college, where coworker had a baby and somebody else boasted that they were back to work the day after their son was born. It's like, that was some kind of weird flex for them. It's like, I win capitalism. I don't give a shit about my son. It's like, what? The mother of your child is likely still in the hospital. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's insane, but some people are like, I don't get it. I don't understand that mindset, but people are like that. And if there's anybody listening to the show that is like that and we get them to even possibly reconsider what's important in their lives, I think we've uh, achieved something important with that. That's that's a really good point. And even if we don't get them to reconsider their personal choices, their you know, what they take pride in, consider what you say and how it affects other people because not everyone's running on the same track that you are or is in the same race that you are other people are just trying to get by and that's okay too we all don't need to be the most ambitious person in the room who's bragging about their likely uh daddy issue son (laughs) (laughs) no i think you're right so look man we're all just trying to be happy we're all trying to, to to get along this human race of ours and different paths for different people my wife just to to circle back on that the happy ending there um, she did finally figure out, hey, I'm I'm in this this wheel of going around and around at a, a job I hate and an intro I don't like. Why am I doing it? Uh, she's actually going back to school to be a teacher now. And that's something that's it's so far away from the the financial world that she spent a good amount of time in. Uh, and and I think she's gonna be a lot happier for it. Do they still uh, teach using like the fake coins and stuff? I remember like learning what a penny was and what a nickel was. <laughs> and all I can think of is your wife just having like just uh, like PTSD where she's like, oh my God, I can't look at money the same way. <laughs> I can't anymore. do this again. It's too real. I'm not going to talk to them about accounting. Oh God, that'd be, that'd be horrible. That'd be hilarious and also very sad. Just like, like, I forget what movie it is or whatever, but you just hear like the like just this flashing red and she's like oh god like (laughs) it's like apocalypse just come home and she's curled in a closet going roth ira 401k roth ira 401k mutual funds (laughs) oh god rough day at school today i I feel very guilty because i know nothing about uh proper investing and i'll I'll ask her like you know what should i do with with this money like i I have a vanguard account and it's like i feel like i'm drawing her back into a world she fought desperately to get out of well don't say that because i'm about to be texting you and be like hey can you ask your wife what what her opinion is on this (laughs) what what does she think about uh the late great jack bogle (laughs) we actually have a number of books uh because i guess when you when you work it they give you like Books by the guy or ghost written, but at least it's his, it's his face on the cover. Beautiful man that he is. Um, not really. That, all, but, that almost sounds cultish at this point. It's like you got to read the founders' seven books that he wrote, half of which are you know 
from the perspective of a life coach. It's like, that sounds weird, man. And well, it, well, well, well uh, again, I will not be putting this in the show notes, but remember way back when we did an episode on uh, on corporate cults? That might actually have been like the second to last episode we did, or maybe even the last episode. Maybe people are listening, of course you did one on that. It was last week. Uh, yeah, corporate cults are, are a thing, and I feel like Vanguard in a lot of ways fits that bill. Yeah, so I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, corporate cults was actually released in June of 2022. Um, unfortunately, when you're on Spotify, it doesn't tell you the episode number. Just ah. <laughs> and that's what I have open. That's the, the platform I have open. So um, yeah, if you're if you're somebody who's just making your way through the entire catalog and you just kind of caught up, yeah, it was only a couple weeks ago. Yeah, we just talked about this, Brian. <laughs> only a couple weeks ago we talked about this yeah, very topic. I, I, I totally remember that conversation. Well, that's everything I have. I, I think this this was a nice, light, kind of uh, easy return back into the saddle. I, I feel good about this. You feel good about this? The bitch is back, man. Yes. The bitch is back. Nice. You know, just... just... Are we allowed to use any? Uh, <laughs> that that's not royalty free at all. So uh, if we're playing the bitches back in the background, which we're not, because I don't have a copy of that, uh, it's not. It's not royalty free. We'll we'll turn the outro music down, and then you start playing it now. Now we can outro Thanks for tuning in again to the Big Balance Podcast. And, as always, please help us out by liking, subscribing, and leaving us a rating or review wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time. so fixated on the toilet.